The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, Matt Strauff welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. This is your week 18 serviceable and intriguing waiver wire pickups. I'm joined as always by Steve Alexander. Steve, what's happening? It was All-Star Weekend, Matt, when we were recording it was. this. And uh, I know that you're at the happiest place on earth, taking in all the all the festivities. I'm, I'm back at home in Georgia. Um, you know, I was doing a little reminiscing. My buddy was at the dunk contest on Saturday. Oh, wow. And he had an upper-level upper level seat that was $1,500. Yowzers. Uh, when Dominique Wilkins won over Michael Jordan in 1985 in Market Square Arena in Indianapolis, my brother and I bought two tickets to the dunk contest when they went on sale for $5 <laughs> a piece. I mean, we were lower level right behind the basket. What did you think of that? Uh, what did you think of that dunk contest? Well, the one that Dominique won was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the one that, the one that no, no, Derek no. Jones Jr. won over. Who did you beat, Aaron Gordon? Controversial. Controversial. Now I will say, I thought there were some legitimately. No, there were there were no dunks that made me get out of my chair and yell like Vince Carter. You know, back in the day, I don't know if that will ever happen again. But there were some where I was nodding my head like oh wow okay that was impressive you know like there were some legitimate yeah, legitimately really really good dunks like off the side of the backboard through the legs and Derek Jones Jr. just at the end of these dunks still generating a ton of power was pretty awesome he wasn't just like flushing those through he was hammering them down <laughs> he had room to spare so I thought I thought some of the dunks were legitimately very good and I think we're jaded and and kind of spoiled by the dunk contest so trying to trying to look at it through like you know a, a my son's eyes or something like some of those were pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. And, and, and the one thing I came away from the whole thing thinking is my goodness, taco fall is really, really big. <laughs> and he did not, Aaron Gordon did not push off. Lots of times you see on those jump over the, over the player, you'll see the, the little sneak, the push off the guy's back. No, none of that. He just straight up went over him. So that was pretty cool. Well, and he kind of, he didn't make it all the way over. And I think that's probably, I, I don't think the judges took into consideration that dude's seven foot five. Right. Because if they, if he would have been seven three, yeah, he probably clears him cleanly and doesn't catch him with his inner thigh. Yeah. And and, and he may have caught he may have only caught his hands. I couldn't really tell, but it was a great dunk. It was it, the, the, the dunk contest is fun. I have a good time with it. One one thing I learned on uh, Saturday night as well is that Taco Fall is taller than Chance the Rapper. It turns out. <laughs> uh, by the way, that dunk off the backboard where Derek Jones Jr. jumped over some dude who alley-ooped it to him off the backboard and went through his legs and hammered it down. That was outrageous. Well, I was going to say, in the 85 contest, Terrence Stansberry was in it. I was kind of running I was kind of running with Terrence Stansberry's posse back in the day. And one guy's name was Spoonie G. Uh, the other guy was his brother, Lawrence. Okay. And then there was then there was Jerome, who was who's my buddy. Was he's like Terrence's cousin. They were all out there 
and Terrence jumped over the three of them, and I'm still not sure how I wasn't on the floor with them and and got jumped over by Terrence Stansberry because I used to like legit roll with the, with that whole crew and. I, Terrence got me tickets to the actual All-Star game the next day on Sunday. And my ticket was lower level center court. And it was it had a $35 price tag on it. Um, I didn't pay for it. It was comped. And I sat next to Herb Williams and Granville Waiters at that game. There will be no bigger headline to come out of this episode of the show than you saying, I used to run with Terrence Stansberry's posse back in the day. <laughs> There's, did, dude. Was... We should just stop the show right now. <laughs> just stop it. Terrence Stansberry picked me up at my house in his Audi 5000 with Spoonie G, uh, <laughs> Lawrence, and Jerome. And we went to the Christamore Center in downtown Indianapolis on a Saturday morning. And we went in and played five-on-five five basketball. And after the, we were all done, they were, everybody was calling me Larry Bird, and they figured out that Terrence was on the Pacers because Terrence and, and Lawrence were both like dunk contest guys. And it, it was just, it was a great day. That's amazing. That is yeah. amazing. Uh, all right, well, anyways, let's get into these waiver wire pickups. Uh, <laughs> Spoonie G, I wonder what he's doing now. Spoonie G available in 100% of Yahoo leagues. Um, P.J. Washington, Steve, is a name that we have not talked about much because he got picked up at the beginning of the season and has been on people's rosters ever since. But he's been in a pretty horrendous slump. I've noticed him getting dropped in some leagues. So he's down to, last I checked, 30-something percent rostered. Double-digit points just once in his last seven games. Do you think that the rookie can turn things around, and would you be adding him anywhere you saw him pop up on the wire? You know, I've seen him popping up on the wire quite a bit. He is he is being dropped, which um, is kind of sad because he was playing so well, um, you know, earlier in the middle of the season. But I feel like Malik Monk is kind of the guy that's coming on right now, and I think I'd rather roll with Malik Monk. Well, let's talk about Malik Monk right now. On Wednesday, before All-Star Weekend, he put up a 25.4 rebound, three assist stat line with a steal, two blocks, and three threes in 32 minutes. I think leading up to the trade deadline, I had a feeling that, oh, maybe the Hornets are showcasing Monk. That's why they're giving him more minutes. The trade deadline has passed. He's still in Charlotte. He's still playing a lot. And, you know, I'm always kind of waiting for things to just crumble when it comes to Monk's production. But he really is playing well right now, and I think he, he warrants a serious look. Well, and just in the month of February, he plays played um, six games. He's averaging 17 points, four boards, two assists, almost a steal, almost a block, two three-pointers, shooting 49%. And you mentioned his minutes. Uh, he played 32 minutes uh, on Wednesday in the last game before the break, and that's that's really good. Those are good minutes. Those are those are really good minutes. Uh, Ish Smith, a guy we can't stop talking about. We don't want to stop talking about him. He actually has exactly one steal and one block in each of his last four games heading into the break. After the, Over that stretch, he's averaging just nine points, but you throw in 4.8 boards, 5.8 assists, 1.0 steals, 1.0 blocks, and 1.03s during that span. I understand why people don't want to run and pick up Ish Smith, but I do think he's worth rostering in a lot more leagues than this. Uh, yeah, I mean, now that Isaiah Thomas is gone, Ish Smith looks like a guy that should be owned, but I, I just don't, you know, his last 10 games, he's at, what, less than 10 points, 5.4 assists, one steal. I mean, those, his numbers are ho-hum. Ish Smith is, is kind of that serviceable, 
intriguing guy that we like to talk about, but it, he's not, not necessarily a must-own player. This is all true. This is all true. For this season, I was just looking on Basketball Monster. He's outside the top 160 overall, but uh, yeah, he's, he's right on the line. I think he has a chance to be better than his season numbers the rest of the way. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Trevor Ariza. He actually had a really, well, he had an encouraging start to his Portland tenure. Then he struggled, and I think a lot of people moved on from him. But he actually, uh, his last three games before the All-Star break, averaged 13.3 points, 4.3 boards, 2.7 steals, 1.0 blocks, 1.73s. That, Steve, is what I would call vintage Ariza. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he looks good playing in Portland. And, and you know, as Ariza is coming on, uh, another older gentleman on that team is quietly fading away, and that's Carmelo Anthony. Um, I don't think that's a coincidence. So, yeah, I, I mean, to me, Ariza is trending up and Melo's trending down. I'd rather, I think I'd rather ro- roll with Ariza right now. Yeah, where I was enjoying the Melo production in a couple of leagues for a while, I, I have since cut him. And I'm discouraged by <laughs> by his outlook. I think he had like a 1-for-15 game for the break, 1-for-15 or 1-for-16 from the floor. They had 15 rebounds in that game, but he is looking like a real liability in field goal percentage going forward. So I'm on board, though, with Ariza. Uh, so check to see if he's out there. Meanwhile, Steve DeAndre Hunter of the Hawks, five straight games with at least one steal. And that stretch has seen him average nearly 11.5 points, six boards, 2.0 steals, and 2.23s. The big issue with Hunter, other than consistency this season, has been defensive production. But to see him picking it up a bit in steals is really encouraging. So I think he's another guy who we've been saying all along could be a guy you want to roster during the stretch run, and and right before the break was a really encouraging stretch for him. Yeah, one point four steals uh, over his last last uh, eight games. So I, I like DeAndre Hunter. I've I've kind of been rolling with him for a while. He's on several of my rosters. Cam Reddish is is back and healthy again, and is starting to to play some minutes too. I think both of those guys, uh, kind of as we we've been saying all year, are serviceable and intriguing fellows yeah uh, reddish while we're there he was starting to pick up momentum and then he entered the concussion protocol for a minute and was was out of action he's back played two games before the break averaged 25 minutes put up 13 and a half points 2.03s looks pretty good uh coming off the bench for the hawks and uh yeah i like reddish i, I think i like hunter in a shallower league reddish in a slightly deeper league but i honestly would pick up both in either but it pretty much in any kind of format i think i'm interested in both players damian lee of the warriors he struggled right after signing his his full deal with the warriors but he's really picked it up last seven games heading into the break 14.1 points 3.7 boards 2.4 dimes 1.3 steals 2.63s i'm going to double check steve to see how many leagues he's rostered and what are your thoughts on lee while i do that well, it's funny. I've been telling people to roll with Lee, like in my video chats and emails and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, pick up Damian Lee, but I haven't picked him up anywhere myself, <laughs> and that's that's not very that's not very cool. Um, <laughs> so, in ten games, he's averaging eleven points, but he he's, seems like he's one of those guys that has a big game and then follows it up with a with a dud, and he's he's had trouble stringing together, uh, you know, a bunch of real fun games in a row and then there's also this whole Steph Curry thing hanging over his head like when Steph Curry comes back is Steph Curry going to play a bunch of minutes and ruin Damian Lee I don't I don't really know how to feel about Steph Curry's playing time when he returns to the Warriors 
I mean, I think Steph's going to play. I think Steph's going to play plenty when he plays. I just, well, how much will they rest him, et cetera? But as for Lee, you know, even some of his duds, I know you're a big points scored guy. You know, even he had an eight point <laughs> game recently. He had an eight point game recently, but still had three steals and two threes in that game. So, and then he followed that with a 26 point game with five threes, and he had 10 points, five boards, three assists, three steals, and two threes in his last game heading into the break. Only 20% rostered. I think once uh, Curry is back, you can re- realistically see a starting five of Curry, Damian Lee, Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Marquise Chris. And, I mean, yeah, I, I think there's still room for Damian Lee to-, to do his thing. I'm not too, too worried about Curry as far as he's concerned. Okay. Okay. All right. Great. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Who's next? Oh, Thon Maker, Steve. Full t- <laughs> full-time starter with Andre Drummond in Cleveland. His last four games. And even 14 points and 6 rebounds, you throw in 0.8 steals, 1.5 blocks, and 1.3 pointers over 4 games. 20% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. I mean, isn't it time to pick up Thon Maker everywhere? It is. And shout out to you for being all over that uh, a week ago. And because you were all over it, you opened my eyes to the to the phenomenon that is Thon Maker. <laughs> and I kind of jumped on board. I picked him up in a couple leagues. I, t- I started telling people to pick him up. He's he's been he's been good, man. 7.8 points over his last 9. That's that's not really getting it for me. He also is not a great free throw shooter, but um he's had some good games with rebounds and steals and blocks and threes and he's been kind of fun. Yeah, and I mean, when you look at that that game log that you just mentioned, or those seven point eight points, I mean, some of that includes when Drummond was still there. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, he's been hot over his last like four or five. Yeah, and one ugly single digit game since he took over as the full time starter after the Drummond trade of just seven points. However, in that game, he stud three blocks and a three pointer, so he's pretty much provided some value in all four games since since he took over. Yeah, and he just didn't shoot in that game. He was three of five, so yeah. Yeah. So his last four games, he's been rolling. Absolutely. And Kevin Porter Jr., a guy we keep talking about, people keep not picking him up. I think he's just ten <laughs> I think he's just ten percent rostered in Yahoo Leagues. I'm double checking. Ten percent rostered, Steve. So he had eighteen points, four rebounds, and three assists against the Hawks on Wednesday. That was weirdly the third straight game in which he's had exactly four rebounds and three assists last seven games heading into the break 16 points the boards and assists leave a little something to be desired 2.9 boards 2.4 assists but 0.9 steals 2.1 threes shooting 51.9 percent from the field over that stretch so he's kind of a points threes guy with some potential for steals helps you in field goal percentage and i mean i think he's just gonna play a ton and as given that he's 19 years old he could get better with each passing week yeah, I mean, I, I I've been calling Kevin Porter Jr. a must-own player for like, I don't you know, have. two two months maybe. <laughs> I feel like we talk about him all the time. Uh, last 10, 15 points a game. He, he, the the problem is he doesn't block shots. I don't think he's ever going to block shots, but he hits threes. He gets some rebounds. Uh, he gets you some steals, and I just think the minutes he's going to get played so much for that for that team that I think he's going to be fun to own down the stretch. Let's talk about a couple injury replacement type guys before we get out of here. One of them, I guess, is a little more than an injury replacement. That's Juancho Hernan Gomez. You mentioned him on a podcast before the All-Star break. 
He went off for 16 points, 12 boards, a steal, a block, and a three with Carl Anthony Towns out with a wrist injury on Wednesday. Granted, Wancho did shoot 5 of 18 in that game. Uh, but but since he joined the Timberwolves, 15 points, six boards, two threes per game. He's all the way up to 19% rostered in Yahoo League. So I'd actually like to hear your thoughts on Wancho and whether you'd have rather have him or Kevin Porter Jr., who's rostered in less leagues. Um, I th- Well, uh, since Wancho got to... Minnesota, him and Malik Beasley moved into the starting lineup and they both just sort of took over. So I'm, I'm really feeling Wancho as well. I, and I, I think I'd rather own Wancho than, than KPJ uh, just because I kinda, we kind of know what Wancho's role is. He's starting for them. This whole cat, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, wrist injury is freaking the entire fantasy basketball world out. Um, you see, hear the word shutdown associated with him all the time now. We don't know if he's, going, if he's going to be shut down or not. We don't know how many games he's going to miss. But even though Wancho plays a different position, that impacts him as well. So I just think there's too many things to like about Wancho right now. He does, he does get the edge over KPJ for me. Okay. Um, by the way, Malik Beasley, who you mentioned, in three games with Minnesota, 22 points, 6.7 boards, 3.0 assists, 4.7 three-pointers per game. He's shooting 11 threes per game over three games with Minnesota. He shot 13 in his first game and 14 in his last game before the break. That's just three-point attempts. So, man, talk about a dude whose value just absolutely skyrocketed. I'm kind of bummed I didn't get him anywhere but leading up to and at the deadline. Yeah, that's crazy. Last name I want to hit, Steve, is Anthony Simons. Damian Lillard was healthy enough to get on stage and perform as a rap artist all-star weekend, uh, but he is injured. He's going to miss, uh, I think they said one to two weeks, right? So Anthony Simons went off for 22.7 boards and six threes on Wednesday. He obviously doesn't have Lillard's skill set when it comes to fantasy, but I think Simons is the guy you want to pick up if you have Lillard and uh, you know are looking to capitalize on uh, his absence. Yeah, it's a great call. It's a short-term ad, like you said, but then again, groin injuries are tricky, and you know, Portland is hanging in there in the playoff race, and they need to keep hanging in there while Damien's out because if they fall out of the race, then Damian Lillard becomes a bit of a shutdown scare. Uh, right now, Portland's four games behind the Memphis Grizzlies for the number eight seed, and they've also got the Spurs and the Pelicans right behind them, so uh, Portland needs to win games. And Anthony Simon played really well in that last game when, when Lillard uh, was hurt. And I think he's probably going to go off uh, for the next week or two until Lillard gets back. So I'm with you. I think that's a great call. I mean, I don't. He's not much of an option outside of points and threes. He's averaging 0.5 steals per 36 minutes this season and just 2.5 assists. So I wouldn't expect much in the way of of production outside of those two categories. But I'd definitely am picking him up in deeper leagues. Steve, you have any other thoughts before we get out of here? That's the la- the end of the names on my waiver wire list for the day. Um, I would like to know how Disney World, the, the friendliest, <laughs> happiest place on earth, is treating you. Well, it's been uh, it's been a journey, Steve. I've been here for, uh, I think, something like 48 hours, but I've actually lost track of time. I went to the Magic Kingdom with the family on, what day was that? That was Saturday. That was a long day. I'm not going to lie to you. Someone said, well, someone in my party said it was actually the busiest day of the year at Disney. Uh, oh. I'm not going to. I'm not going to fact check that, but I can tell you it was <laughs> it was extremely busy. The waits on a lot of the rides were like two and a half hours for like a 90 second ride. It, it's just it's not really my thing, you know. I don't like to wait for things. I'm not a big wait in line guy. 
you know if there's you a know, line out the door at a restaurant i'm not going if there's a line out the door at a bar i'm probably not going my, it's the same thing with an amusement park ride <laughs> my son who is currently in the navy when he was 10 years old we took him to disney world for his birthday and uh i remember walking up to the front ticket window to buy our one day tickets to go in I mean, it was a last minute thing we were already down there and it was me and my wife and my a couple kids and my sister-in-law there were like five of us like yeah we just need five tickets for the day and they're like okay that'll be 798 dollars." and she had a big <laughs> smile on her face i'm like this is not right and then we went in and it was it was spring break and my wife was like hey will you go rent a stroller i'm like sure so i go to rent the stroller mat and there's like 50 people standing in line to rent strollers <laughs> and at that point i realized that i had entered yeah, a place i didn't want to be i was you in were in too spot. deep yeah i waited 30 minutes to get a hot dog and french fries uh on saturday <laughs> so that was not my favorite part of the weekend for 24 dollars. i did however while waiting in that hot dog line i was just kind of people watching looking out the window saw a dude walk up with a Ken Griffey Jr. jersey on. I was like, oh, that's cool. Dude's wearing a Griffey jersey. Guy had like, you know, a big kind of beard, like sideburns. I was like, that dude is Phoenix Suns guard Tyler Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Tyler Johnson enjoying his weekend at Disney. We did not talk, but I was probably like one of, you know, one per 100 people who recognized him, I think, in that crowd. Uh, he was very anonymously hanging out at Disney. So that was good. Times. That was awesome. Uh, I'm glad right. you sent me a picture of Tyler Johnson. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, we're out of here. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you might listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We'll be back on Wednesday with the Whip Around podcast, hitting some thoughts coming out of the All-Star break as we get into the stretch run. Look forward to that. Thanks all of you for listening. Steve, thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See you guys. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.